This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast where I'm going to be talking about how to start a pet blog or how to start a pet blog for your pet business. So the reason I'm talking about this is because my pet blog, thepawpost.co.uk, has been featured in the Vuelio Top 10 UK Pet Blogs for the fifth year running. And blogging is something that comes up so often as something that people want to do in their pet business, but they're not quite sure where to start. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about how to start a pet blog if you want to start a pet blog purely as a hobby. And I'm also going to talk about how to start a blog for your pet business, whether you've got a product business or a service business and how that's going to help you, how that's going to work for you. All of the information that I share is relevant, whether it's a pet blog, where it's purely where you're writing about pets or whether you're writing your blog for your business. So I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you've got any questions, do come and find me in my free Facebook group. It is the Publicity for Pet Businesses community. I'll link to it in this episode. And you can find me on social media whenever you want at Rachel Spencer UK on all platforms. So are you thinking of starting a pet blog for you either as a hobby or as part of your business? So having a blog will give you a creative outlet where you can share whatever you like and that's whether you're showing off your pet or putting someone or something you feel passionate about in the spotlight. And the brilliant thing about having a blog is that it's a platform that you control where you're not at the mercy of the ever-changing social media algorithms or trends or anything like that. It's not somewhere where your account could be shut down out of the blue or your Facebook page could be closed or your Facebook group could be thrown away. You're building something on a platform that you control, which is the beauty of having a blog. It's your own little space of the internet, your own little corner of the internet where you can publish whatever you want, whenever you want. And it's a way that you can express yourself and show your personality and people can either connect with you and think, I absolutely love this. I think they're brilliant. Or they can think, oh yeah, they're not really my cup of tea. So if you're listening to this episode, it might be that you want to start a pet blog or a blog for your business. And as I say in this episode, I'm going to give you everything that you need to know to show you how to do that. What I will do is tell you all of the content related side of things. What I'm not able to do is share the techie stuff. I'm not a techie person. I do the writing. I'm creative. I've been a journalist for the past 20 odd years since 1999 um, and that's why I started a pet blog of my own but I will be able to give you some links to people who can help you with actually building a blog and also things like graphic design, artwork, choosing your fonts, that kind of thing. So they'll be recommended trusted people who I work with and who I know and who I know will be able to do a good job for you and make your blog be brilliant. So first of all I'm going to talk about starting a pet blog an award-winning pet blog and how that helped my business because you're listening to this on my publicity for pet businesses podcast and my blog actually that I'm talking about here if actually evolved into the business that I have today. So it all started five years ago in May 2017. I'd adopted a dog Daisy. Um, I'd had her for eight years by then and I've been writing about pets in, and the pet industry and people making a difference when it comes to our animals and our pets for a few years as a journalist. But I decided that I wanted to have my own platform where I could write about pets and people making a difference. 
and I started my own blog. And it was brilliant because I had my own outlet where I could share whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, about whoever I wanted, and I could write as much as I wanted, I could use as many pictures as I wanted, and I had control. So that was the main reason why I wanted to do it. But if I had to whittle it down for to a few reasons, these were the key reasons why I started my blog. So I wanted to create content where I could share stories the way that I wanted to. What was happening when I'd write about people in magazines or in newspapers is I'd only have, I'd only be able to share a small amount of their story. I was quite limited. I wanted to be able to share more of their story. Um, and I, you know, I just wanted to be able to let something run and run and run. Um, so rather than being able to only tell 300 words of a story, I wanted to be able to tell like 1500 words, maybe even 2000 words. Most of my blogs weren't that long, but you know, I had the freedom to be able to do that. I also, the second reason was I knew that I needed to learn more about online. I'd always written for newspapers, so I'd literally write the story, get the pictures together and send them off. But I knew that I needed to understand digital more. I know I sound like a bit of a dinosaur here because this was back in like 2017, but I really needed to upskill and I wanted to know more about social media. I had done some digital marketing training, done loads of social media training, but I wanted to have my own platform where I could apply what I'd learned as well and keep on learning. So that was my second reason. And number three was that I did hope that blogging would be a way for pet businesses to see my work. And if they liked it and if they wanted to work with me, it could create a potential new revenue stream as well. So as I said, I've worked in journalism for over two decades now um, and budgets are falling. Um, there's more people in journalism, actually lots of bloggers who've became journalists as well. So there's a lot of competition there. The rates are falling. It was getting harder and harder for me to make a living. And I wanted to explore different revenue streams. So that they were my three key reasons for starting a blog. And I worked really hard. I spoke to lots of incredible people. I wrote about lots of different things. I put blood, sweat and tears into that blog. It's a little bit neglected now and I feel so bad about that, but it's because I've had to I've had to pay the bills and I've had to work on actually this blog and this podcast that you're listening to me on now. Um, and that's had to take priority really. But I will keep my blog and I will go back to it because it's just been such an important part of my journey and I'm so passionate about it and it's really has changed my life. I hope you can hear that um, as I'm talking to you now because it really, really has. And that's why I love talking about blogging and I love helping people with blogging. Um, so I worked really hard, spoke to loads of brilliant people and my blog featured in the Vuelio Top 10 Pet Blogs of 2017, the first year that I launched it. And it's been there ever since. Now there are lots of different ways, uh, lots of different platforms, lots of different awards out there for blogs, but Vuelio is a media database and they use um, all kinds of different ways to analyse what um, the, you know, you know, what blogs are giving to people and they have um, a very structured way of rating the top 10 pet blogs. So I was really proud to be in that list. I've been at various different places over the years in the list. I've been number four for a couple of years. I'm number nine at the moment. Um, I've been number nine twice and I think I've been number seven as well. So I'm really proud to have been in that list, particularly when my blog was a passion project and particularly during the lockdowns as well, when I was really struggling to keep my business above water. So um, that's something I'm really pleased to have been able to achieve. Um, and there are loads of other awesome blogs on the list as well. Do go and check them out. Um, I'll put the list in this show notes for this episode. Because if you're looking at working with blogs, and bloggers for your pet business, then all of the people on there, they're really credible. They're definitely worth going and having a look at and possibly approaching. I've got other 
episodes on that if you want to look at working with bloggers and I'll link to those in the show notes as well. So what happened was pet businesses asked if they could be on my blog and then when they discovered I was a journalist um, they wanted to know about how to get in the press as well. So I thought I know I'll write a book. So I wrote a book called Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. I did that back in 2018. I put it together in a month and self-published it on Amazon. People bought it from all over the world. And what I did was I started a community. I started the Publicity for Pet Businesses community, which is a group on Facebook. Everybody who bought the book got the link to go and join the Facebook group. And then the Facebook group grew. And then I started to make online courses, answering people's questions, solving people's problems. Then that grew into a podcast. Then it became a membership program. And now this makes up about 80% of the income that I have. So that's what happened when I started my blog. Um, And yeah, as I said, it changed my life. So back to you now, if you want to start a blog, here are the essentials that you need. So if you want to start a pet blog, these are the key things that you need to begin with. Um, As I say, I'm not going to talk about loads of techie stuff. I'll link to people who can help you with that. Um, And as I say, I'm focusing on content here and that's going to be the the kind of top priority. But these are the things that you need to make a start. Number one, you need a name. Make it searchable and relevant and do think before using your pet name. So when I started my blog, I thought that Daisy, my dog at the time, had a good few years in her. She would have been 12 when I started my blog um, and Sadly, she died less than a year after I started it. Everything happened quite quickly. She was diagnosed with dementia. She also had a brain tumour and we lost her. I started my blog in the May of 2017 and we lost her in the April of 2018. And it was absolutely devastating. Um, I had to write, obviously, I had to write about it on my blog. I wrote about dementia um, because I covered it. It's like a news story. And then I wrote about losing my dog and it was really heartbreaking. I remember the days just sat crying at the keyboard and but I'm glad that I shared those posts because I know that it will have helped people and I know the dementia and the things I wrote about as having a senior dog really helped people with things like dementia and arthritis and understand life with a senior dog so while I'm really pleased that I shared that at the time writing about losing a dog was absolutely heartbreaking so do think about your name you will obviously want to celebrate your own pet there but sadly The reality is that our blogs will probably outlive our pets. So do think about your name. Um, Decide what your blog is going to be about. Is it going to be about you, your pet? Is it going to be about your business? Is it going to be like a magazine where you cover a range of topics? Have a think about what your blog is going to be about. I'll talk a little bit more about content in a moment. You're going to need a domain name um, and you're going to need to buy that along with a hosting package. So sites like 123reg.com will help you with that. Loads of other websites to help you pick your domain name and your hosting package. Then you're going to need a website. So you can build your own, but I would really, really suggest investing in this at the beginning. If you do DIY at the start and then you invest because you want to make your blog look more professional, it's going to be more of a faff. It's going to cost you more, cost you more money probably. So invest in the beginning um, would be my advice. You're going to need key pages on your website. So to start with, I would say these are going to be your home, your about page, your contact page, your work with me, and then obviously your blog page as well. Get that set up by a professional. It's going to really help you in the long run. Next, you're going to need social media accounts. So get your social media handles as close as you possibly can to your blog name and do um, 
decide on your key platforms. Try and keep your social media handles the same throughout as well. So all of mine are at the Poor Post UK. Um, do try and keep them the same on each platform if you can. Um, choose your platforms. Don't try and do them all. Um, I do Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest. I do Twitter as well, but that's because I'm quite familiar with Twitter as a journalist. Um, don't do them all because you'll just get overwhelmed. Pinterest is really important for driving traffic to your blog. Um, Facebook and Instagram, again, you know, they're really sociable platforms, um, but do decide on what's going to work for you. Next up, you're going to need a mailing list. Now you can connect that to your blog with an opt-in page. So when people land on your blog, they can get make the decision whether they want to keep in touch with you, whether they want to know when a blue a new blog post is coming out. That's going to be really helpful. If further down the line, you want to monetize your blog and it's also going to be really helpful when it comes to sharing your blog as well and getting um, your content that you've worked really hard on out to people who are going to be interested in it. You want to be building that audience. Um, so have a mailing list connected. You can get loads of these for free. Like I use MailChimp on mine. There's loads of other platforms as well. MailerLite, I'm hearing really great things about. And your email, um, your email platform will be free up to a certain level of subscribers. You're also going to need branding and a logo. Um, and again, I would invest in this at the beginning. You can do it yourself, but you know, there's a reason why people are professional graphic designers. You want your blog to look good. You want it to be a great representation of you, who you are, what you do, what you're all about. Um, and if you work with a graphic designer, they will be able to help you with your fonts, your colour schemes, and they'll be able to create a professionally designed logo so your blog looks lovely. Um, and that's going to really help you if you want to monetize it further down the line. And you just want to look professional, don't you? I will highly recommend Alison from House of Henry. She's an awesome graphic designer for the pet industry and she helps me with this blog. Um, and she's just incredible. She's just makes such beautiful, beautiful designs. Um, so have a look. Consider um, you having professional branding and logo for your blog. Okay. Next, you need to decide on topics for your pet blog. So what are you going to cover? Are you going to write about you and your pet? Now, there are brilliant pet blogs out there where they do just that. So they just write about their own life, their own pet, and people love it. Um, maybe you're going to have a specialist topic. Maybe you have got a beagle and you're going to write about beagles. Maybe you've got a terrier. You're going to write about all things terrier. Um, maybe um, you're going to have a blog that's going to be like an online magazine where you cover a range of topics. So that's what I do on my blog. I see it as an online magazine and I cover all kinds of different things from trends to health to new products, um, travel, dog friendly travel, news, reviews, people I admire, all kinds of things like that. Okay, so next you're going to need to decide on the style of your pet blog. So how are you going to write? Are you going to write in the first person where you write as you speak? So I went to the Lake District with my dog Patch and we went swimming in Lake Windermere. Or are you going to write in the third person where it's more like a newspaper style and you're reporting? So this would be, for example, if I was writing an interview with Jade Stat from Street Vet, who I worked with on my pet blog, I might write it like when Jade Stat found a homeless man whose dog was poorly on the street and she couldn't, um, he, he wasn't able to get to a vet, she decided she wanted to do something to help. Jade set up Street Vet and she's since helped thousands of animals all over the UK find vet treatment and get support for their pets. Jade said, so you're reporting as you would do if you were writing for a newspaper. So have a think about the style that you're going to uh, write in as well. 
you can mix it up a little bit as well but um you know if i if i'm writing about a product review then i might write in the first person but most of the time i will write in the third person um also consider your tone as well how do you want to come across are you going to be friendly are you going to be informative are you going to be authoritative have a think about how you want to come across on your pet blog and there's absolutely no right or wrong when it comes to this just do what feels right for you what's going to be easy for you what's going to feel natural for you as well and um, the next thing to consider is how often you're going to share content on your pet blog so the really important thing i would say to you is this choose a frequency that's going to be manageable for you and that's going to be doable you would much rather say i'm going to blog once a month and then you know maybe change it up and do it twice a month or every week than say i'm going to blog every week and then feel overwhelmed fall behind and then for your blog just to fall by the wayside so really important to choose a frequency that is manageable for you and as i say you can change things i started out weekly but because of things that have happened um, with my business and with the world i've had to go more like monthly um and because my blog is no, unfortunately, no longer my main focus, I have to, you know, do this blog and pay the bills, but I do this one weekly. Um, so choose a frequency that's right for you. Now, the next thing that is really, really important is to remember to promote your blog. So quite often you'll get to the end of doing a blog post, and especially if you work really hard on it, you put so much effort into it, blood, sweat and tears, finding the pictures, getting it uploaded, writing it, formatting it doing all the fiddly bits like the meta descriptions and thinking about headlines and subheadings, all those different things. Um, and I will send you to resources to help you with this as well. Um, by the time you've finished writing the thing, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. But the next thing you have to do is get back on that treadmill and promote it. There is no point in having a blog post out there and not promoting it. Really important to promote it. So Every post needs to be shared at least once on all your social channels to your email list and you need to be continually sending people to your blog. Don't just write it and think, oh, people are going to find, you know, go on Google and find it. They are going to do that as well. Um, but do promote it. Do keep promoting it. So if you have, let's say if you've written a travel review about leathering and watermill like I have on my pet blog, if that um, dog friendly destination wins an award you can send the blog post out again you can start talking about it on social media let's say if you've written about losing pet and it's national pet bereavement week you can repurpose that content because it's relevant again so keep pushing your blogs out keep promoting them so another thing you might want to consider is monetizing your blog so Sadly, your blog is going to cost you money. You're going to have to pay for the website to be made. You might have to pay for hosting. You might have to pay for maintenance. You might have a care package. Um, how are you going to make that money back? Would you consider having people advertise on your blog? Would you consider if you go over a certain amount of views every month, you can um, have ads on your blog? There's all kinds of um, ways you can do this. You can also have sponsored posts. So if people come and say that they want to work with you, you can get them to pay. You can get them to pay you. Um, because remember, your blog could be part of your business and it's only fair that you are rewarded for it. I will write about products. I will only ever do sponsor posts with people who um, whose products I use and whose brands um, fit in with my values. But sometimes I will have a sponsor post on there. <clears throat> I've worked with brands like Pet Plan because my dog is insured with Pet Plan. I wouldn't have written for another pet insurance brand because my dog isn't insured with them. Um, I've written about... Um, 
Furbo pet cameras because I use a Furbo. I've written about hoovers, I've written about places I've been to on holiday, all kinds of different things. Sometimes um, your payment will be the product or the holiday and sometimes a brand might pay you to be on your blog. So think about that as well. You can have sponsored posts and you can also have affiliate links in there as well and that is where you um, put an affiliate link in either through Amazon or through other affiliate providers and um, if somebody clicks on your link and buys that product, then you will be paid a small percentage. Um, it doesn't affect the price they pay, but it just means that you'll be paid a small percentage. You can do this on Amazon. There's loads of other affiliate schemes. Um, you do have to declare that links are affiliate links. You have to declare that a sponsor post is a sponsor post. Um, so your readers know that you are, um, you know, that you are promoting that, that thing. Um, and there are rules around Google. Um, there are rules from Google around this. So do make sure that you are operating um, within the Google guidelines. Um, so do think about that. Do think about monetizing your blog. And if you're having a blog for your business, obviously, then you're monetizing it that way. <clears throat> so next I'm going to talk. We've talked about pet blogs. We've talked about how to set up a pet blog here. Um, all of the advice that I've shared with you when it comes to making a pet blog is exactly the same for your business. If you're thinking of having a blog on your business website, um, you can, if you've not already made your website, then people I'd really recommend that you um, consider working with. And these are people I work with are Rosie at Woof Design. And then for my pet blog, I also work with Roz and Sophie. And they're at Beach Web Services in Warrington. That's where I lived when I started the blog. And Roz, whose um, agency it is, she used to work for my dad. Um, she did all the digital marketing for Lockers, where, which was my late dad's old company. So when I needed support with my blog, um, that's where I went. And Roz and Sophie particularly were amazing. Like I did not have a clue what I was doing. And I used to go and have like power hours with Sophie in the office and she'd tell me all the things that I needed to learn. And yeah, bless her. She was just so patient and brilliant with me. So um, Roz and Sophie are fab as well. And Rosie from Woof Design works specifically for the pet industry so if you have got a pet business and you want a pet business website definitely go and check out Rosie lots of other um, pet website designers out there as well but they are people I work with and recommend and I only ever recommend people who I've worked with do head over to my Facebook group the publicity for pet businesses community if you are looking for um, people to support you with this as well and you'll find um, you'll find Rosie there you'll find Alison there loads of other awesome pet people so let's talk about having a blog for your pet business. So I'm going to talk about this in regards to having a pet service business and having a pet product business. So I've talked to a couple of my clients about this and about their thoughts on it. And I've got some ideas for you about the kind of things you can share. And I'm going to start with talking about having a blog if you've got a pet service business. So if you provide a service, let's say you're a dog walker, a groomer, a trainer, a cat groomer, a pet sitter, you've got a hydrotherapy business, um, you provide a service for pet parents. Sometimes what you do is invisible. You can't actually see what you do. It's not like having a product where you can actually see the physical thing. So I was chatting to one of my clients and friend Joe jo Sellers yesterday about this. Um, she is a separation anxiety specialist and a dog trainer in Surrey. And she has a business called Pippin's Pets. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and if you're like her, um, and you help people with separation anxiety, it's quite hard to show what you do. But if you have a blog, then you can help people get a feel about who you are, what you like to work with, and what your values are, what you're all about. And they can then decide if you're the right person to help them. 
So here are some suggestions of the kind of posts that you could share. You can share case studies of clients who you've helped. So that's where you share their personal journey, you know, where they were at when they came to you, who they are and their pet, um, how you work with them, how you solve the problem, the emotional impact, um, the transformation and, you know, their, you know, where they're at now. You can share tips. So Joe could share tips on how to help your dog if they, if they have separation anxiety. You can share explainer posts about different things like dog training, tricks, cat grooming, all kinds of different things. Um, you can share consideration content about the key offers that you have. So if you have a um, online separation anxiety package, you can explain how it works. So if people are looking at a sales page and they might want more information, you can send them to an explainer post where you explain everything about that service or product. Every time I have a course come out, I always do an explainer post what to expect when you do this program. You can, again, this is the same thing, really consideration content about your key offers. So you can explain the thing that you do and you can create some great consideration content, which is where you answer common questions, what to expect, um, answer objections, all those kind of things about your key offers. You can do getting started with. So let's say if you um, let's say you do canine hoopers, you have canine hoopers classes or you do it one to one. You can do getting started with canine hoopers so people can make a start with canine hoopers or parkour or something like that. And then if they want to come and work with you, they've made that start. You've given them that introduction. They can then come and work with you. So it's a great way to bring people into your world and to help them, um, you know, help them decide whether they want to work with you. For example, I, you know, I've done getting started with blogging that might make that might inspire somebody to do a power hour with me or maybe do my blogging course. I've done getting started with getting your pet business in the press. Again, if people want to learn more, they can come and work with me. Posts drive people to a lead magnet. So I have, you know, five steps to get in the press or five. I've got a podcast pitching guide. Um, you could, if you've got a pet service business, you could do five ways to support your anxious dog. If you're a pet photographer, you could do, um, you know, how to get started with pet photography and drive them to a lead magnet, which might have 10 tips on how to take better pictures of your dog. They then download the lead magnet and that might inspire them to come and work with you further down the line. So having a blog means that when people check you out, that you stand out. Basically, most pet businesses don't have a blog. They don't take the time to do that. Um, so if you've got one and people are checking out you and your competitors, your blog can really help you stand out from the competition. Okay, so that's how it can work if you've got a pet service business. If you've got a pet product business, a blog can really help you when it comes to people finding your product online. So I've got loads of clients who have who make great sales from having blog posts around their key products. So um, one of my clients was Lottie from the Cozy Canine Company, and she did a great post about the muddy dog cleanup. So if you've been out for a walk with your dog and you get really muddy, um, how to clean them. And I know that sounds really basic, doesn't it? But Lottie did this brilliant blog and it was all about like bathing your dog and, you know, how to get them in the bath so you don't get covered in mud and all that kind of thing. Anyway, in there, she used to make an apron um, and she had, you know, if you don't, if you want to keep your clothes clean after the muddy dog walk, you can wear this apron and she put this blog out there and she sold loads of these aprons. So it was really brilliant. She also did um, a dog mum t-shirt and she did a post about, you know, things you'll know if you're a cockapoo mum and that helped her sell loads of, loads of these t-shirts. 
Sadly, Lottie has closed her cosy canine company business now. She's now um, does artwork, um, but her blogs really helped her to make sales. Um, so if you've got a prep product, these are the kind of posts that you could share. You could share your story and how you came to create your product, particularly if you had like a light bulb moment, um, you can share that story. Another client of mine, Karen, Rhodes from Luxury Dog Hampers had a light bulb moment to create Luxury Dog Hampers. She's got a website called Luxury Dog Hampers, which is awesome. So if people are looking for Luxury Dog Hampers, she's got loads of great content about, you know, why she started them, what you get in them, all kinds of different things. So, you know, her website in itself, her blog works to drive people to her website and her website in itself just helps sell her Luxury Dog Hampers. So you can talk about your story and how you came to create the product with Karen. She was watching a program about Fortnum and Mason, had the idea to create luxury dog campus for dogs and the rest is history. You can talk about how your product helps. Let's say you have got a lead that stops dog, you know, that's um, an anti-theft dog lead. You can talk about how it helps, how it's more secure, how it keeps your pet safe. If you've got canicross equipment or you sell harnesses, you can talk about why it's important that you have a correctly fitted harness for running with your dog. You can explain how your product works. So if you have, let's say if you have a, um, a doggy Fitbit, you can explain how it works and how it can help your pet stay healthy, stay a healthy weight, monitor their exercise. You can share case studies. Let's go with the doggy Fitbit. Let's say if you work for a brand like Pitpat, which is a Fitbit for dogs. You could have a case study, and I've written about these case studies that I know um, Pitpat have on their website of a dog where they've been overweight and not been healthy weight, and they've used the doggy Fitbit and it's helped them lose weight. And you've got the before and afters and the transformation. Talk about ways to wear or use your product. So one of my um, friends is Beth from Mama Life London. She's also got Dog Mama Life, and she creates gorgeous um, products for mums and also for dog mums. She creates loads of brilliant content about how to wear her product. But if you've got a product um, like a canicross cross harness, you can talk about ways to use it, how to fit it, how to put it on, how to get your dog to put it on um, without stressing them out. Loads of different things you can, um, loads of different things you can do with your content there. Um, create content around your niche and the people who use your product. So go and have a look at Debbie Humphreys's work on Red Hound for Dogs. Debbie has got a gorgeous brand, Red Hound for Dogs, where she makes clothes and all kinds of brilliant products for whippets and whippet owners. So she's created tons of awesome content about how to keep your whippet warm in the winter, how to make a jumper for your whippet, how to, um, you know, how to style your whippet, loads of brilliant content around how to dress your whippet, which brings people to her whippet clothing website. You can then have questions around your product said about how to clean up after the muddy dog walk and Lottie and um, Joe from Distinctive Pets now has a muddy dog cleanup kit so she can create how to clean up after a muddy dog walk and that will bring people to her cleanup kit which they can then think actually I've read this post here's a solution to my problem I'm going to go and buy this muddy dog cleanup kit. You can talk about charities you support. So Kim O'Donnell from Leo Charlie and Me, she makes pet accessories inspired by her own Spaniel Charlie, who was saved by Spaniel Aid. Uh, Charlie is a female Spaniel and Kim, who loves sewing, decided to make um, pretty accessories so people knew she was a girl. Kim now donates 15% of all of her sales to um, Spaniel Aid. So she writes about that charity and her personal experience of working with them. 
You can write about causes that you're passionate about as well. So Michelle from Scruffy Little Terrier, she makes products for terriers and their humans. And it's a lifestyle brand, got loads of gorgeous products there. So go and have a look at Michelle. She shares cases of missing dogs on behalf of Dog Lost. So again, you can share things that you're passionate about that fit in with your values. So much you can do on your pet product blog rather than just be writing about your products, but you can also create great content to help people find your products. So I'm going to wrap things up with seven awesome things about having a blog. I really hope that you're raring to go with your blog, but if you're still undecided, here are seven reasons why a blog can really help you. And I could share so many more, but these are the main things. So number one, it will drive traffic to your website. That's going to be really helpful for you. Number two, you can create really helpful information and answer common questions. Every time a question pops up, create a blog about it. It's a way to express your personality and share your values is number three. Number four is that your blog will help you feed the content monster. We know that we have to keep creating content for our email marketing, for our website, maybe a newsletter, for all kinds of different things. Your blog will help you feed the content monster. Every time you write a blog, you repurpose it for your social media channels. You will get to practice writing and this will help build confidence when you're maybe pitching to the media. So that's what this podcast is all about. It's about getting publicity in the media as well as creating content on your own platform. And actually your blog, like this one, can turn into a podcast as well. So I started with a blog and then it became a podcast. So I got the skills, I built my confidence, I learned how to express myself in a way that felt right for me. And that has turned into this podcast. There are loads of ways that I could do this podcast. I could be really formal. I could be really, there are loads of different ways I could express myself, but I'm rambling here and I hope you're getting a feel about me and what I'm all about and what I'm like to work with. So your blog can evolve into a podcast or a YouTube channel, loads of different directions it can take. It's brilliant for when clients check you out. So they get a real feel of you and what you're all about. And number seven is when journalists check you out, they can see you're credible and they can find out loads more about you and what you do, particularly if you're an expert, you're a service provider or a product maker and you want to be an expert in your field. Having that blog is a really good resource for journalists. So they're my seven final reasons to start a blog. I'm going to finish up with some further reading on blogging. And these are all books that I've read. I only ever share things that I uh, know and have used myself and that have helped me. So these are my favorite books on blogging and content marketing. First of all, oh my gosh, the absolute Bible. When I started my blog, me and my friend Helen Gilbert, um, she's a journalist friend of mine. She had a health blog that she started at the same time. We had this book called The Million Dollar Blog by Natasha Courtney Smith. Natasha is a former journalist. She's a content marketing and digital marketing expert. She's amazing. I'll link to her website. But she wrote this book called The Million Dollar Blog. And literally, like, I followed it to the letter. It was such an amazing book. Definitely start with that. Then there's They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. Brilliant book on content marketing. Again, that is my Bible as well. Love that book so much. Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. You are telling stories and you're building a brand. That's a really excellent resource. Content Fortress by Martin Huntbatch. I think I pronounced that right. And Lindsay Cambridge. So again, content marketing expert. But brilliant content marketing book um, about how to create awesome content that answers all of the questions that you get and that brings people to your website and helps you make sales. 
And finally, how to get to the top of Google by Tim Cameron Kitchen. Now your blog posts can get to the top of Google. I've got loads of posts that are at the top of Google, so you can do it too. And that's a really brilliant resource when it comes to all of the nitty gritty when you are writing your blog. So hope you've enjoyed that episode. I hope it inspires you to write a blog blogging can completely change your life it has mine and if you've got any questions on this come and find me on social media i'm at rachel spencer uk on all platforms and do come and join me in my free facebook group every friday we have a thread where i ask people to share their blog posts and share their content so if you do a blog you this inspires you to write a blog come and join us come and share your blogs i want to read them i want to see them i want to share them i want to see the stuff that you're putting out there because we have this brilliant gift now we are all publishers as marcus sheridan says we can all have our own newspapers magazines tv radio stations it's a brilliant time for us to express ourselves particularly as business owners and a blog is a really great way to start so let me know how you get on i would love to hear from you and thanks once again for supporting the podcast Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.